It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, hey, what do you say? We do a podcast on a Wednesday. Look at that, I made a rhyme. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh... Uh, yesterday we talked at the start of this how I uh, sometimes get into a warm seat because uh, Gio is yes. here doing the show. Then I come in and do the podcast. But I said I maybe hand him a warm seat because if I do the warm-up show, then and he says he does get a warm seat. And right. it is awkward. So you have a little bit more size to you that you even realized. Yes. He said it is, I do hand him a warm seat, and then he hands me a warm seat. That's just a hot seat right there yeah. all morning long. It's still better than a warm toilet seat. Agreed. Although the home warm toilet seat is bad, a public toilet, oh, if you're in disgusting. an emergency warm toilet seat, you don't like know here. what was sit- Right. If <laughs> you sat down on a toilet here and it was warm. Right back up. <laughs> that's a bad scene. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jerry, remember a couple weeks ago I told you I was reading about Brazil nuts supposed to naturally boost testosterone. Yes, we're still waiting and, on results uh, from you. And I uh, have been eating the recommended well they they say don't eat more than three brazil nuts a day because it has some something in it that you're not supposed that's you're already getting 900 times the amount that'd be very tough marketing huh uh, brazil nuts buy them but don't eat more than three do not eat more than three of these and there's nothing on the package that says don't eat more than three what's a serving um uh it's not a lot it's like an ounce or something okay which might be one nut right but listen the there's a serving on the side of cashews, and we'll eat a lot of cashews. Oh, absolutely. Or peanuts and things. There should be some warning if that's true about Brazil nuts. Yeah. But eat I've too noticed, many, lose your penis. I've noticed no testosterone difference. No boost. In eating the, the three Brazil nuts. Nothing. Have you had that time since you started eating them? My Brazil nuts? Yeah, there's no difference. Really? I have no Brazil nut difference. So it's a scam. I don't know if it's a scam or I... Again, it's not been 30 days yet. So, oh, okay. So uh, maybe I'm not giving it enough time. Well, did you give it 30 days? I didn't. So you haven't given it enough time? I haven't given it <laughs> But I'm still doing it. By the way, I, uh, they taste wonderful. Okay. They're like a buttery, salty nut. Yeah, but here's the problem. Yeah. If I eat three of them and I want more, I'm going to be worried about the consequences. Right. And I can't have more than three. Yeah, but three's, but that makes it good. Unlike Tostitos, where if they said, listen, if you eat more than a handful of these Tostitos, that's bad for your body, I would only eat three Tostitos. I guess. I've been off the Tostitos, by the way, too. Good for you. Weeks. Weeks. You have changed it up. I've changed it up. I don't know that I've lost any weight. And and if I go back and weigh myself and I have it, I'm going right back to the half a bag of Tostitos with lunch. Yeah, why not? Why not pleasure myself? I mean, listen, to each his own. I mean, you do what you got to do on a Friday. If that brings me pleasure, eating a half a bag of Tostitos with my lunch. But I also changed up my lunch where I was eating a peanut butter and jelly every day. 
uh, back to turkey sandwiches. Okay. Which I think is be- uh, better. Better for you. It better. Yeah, I agree. I find it very difficult, and I'm going to try this weekend. I'm going to try the, the cauliflower crusted pizza. Oh, I would like to try that. Now, I made it once, but I made it. It did not go well, right? It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't pizza. <clears throat> I have been told that there are some on the market that are very good, and you really won't even know, and there's a pizza place by me that makes one that I have been told is good. So I'm going to try it this weekend because I it's honestly it's the one thing I I don't want to say can't you you can do anything I don't want to give up pizza right, I enjoy pizza's it awesome so if I could find an alternative I'm going to give it a shot you know I believe Spring Lake Pizza where Gina lives also offers that I think a lot of them do now I think yeah. you have to I'm going to try it although I've I've I did actually you know what I did when I was in getting a regular pizza from there in Spring Lake Pizza someone did order the cauliflower one and i saw them putting it in the box it's much smaller than i'm sure a it regular is. large well, it's gonna pizza. cost money right think how much cauliflower you need to actually smash down <laughs> to make a crust for christ's sake oh, and what else do they put with it other than smooshing the cauliflower i don't know the answer i would think cheese like, i don't, what I don't were know you doing when you smoosh the cauliflower I did this i did this the month i just want to say we moved into the house that we're in now so it's over three years ago i don't i really don't remember I just remember making it. I remember Kim walking into the kitchen and saying, what is that? I said, oh, this is going to be pizza. Not for me. It isn't. Okay, got it. We'll order you your own pizza. And then one of your kids bite it and go, what is this? Yeah, the little guy (laughs) thought it was disgusting. And then Matthew was like, you're getting weird. I'm like, I know. I said, I'm trying. Right. I'm trying. You know, it's not easy for me to lose weight. That's one thing that is uh, painfully obvious. Right. So you got to do what you can. Yeah. So I am. The one thing I'll tell you one alternative I do like. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's true. As long as the sauce is still good and you have the turkey meatballs with it, the um, the zucchini pasta, like when you make yes. zucchini spaghetti, it is t- it's actually terrific. I agree. So that's one that's a nice nice change. What about a nice zucchini spaghetti with a cauliflower pizza? <laughs> and a, an impossible burger meatballs. An impossible burger <laughs> meatballs. And wash it down with an old duels non-alcoholic beer. Or incognito meatball. <laughs> yeah, and have yourself a good old time. No, I'm going to pass on the old duels. Yeah. I'd rather put the Casamigos with some lime juice. Have you ever had a non-alcoholic beer? Yes. It's not great. No, it's it's really not. It's got beer flavoring to it. It definitely yeah. tastes something like beer, but it's not good. I agree. I so look forward to a beer on Friday night. So do I. So like, do I. Friday like I, and Saturday, to be honest with you. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but more to like in particular to me, Friday night, like it feels like the weekend is here. Yeah, I agree. Now, the, with the weather being good, like if I was you, I would be out on the deck or the porch or whatever you have, uh, your landing where you're going to look at girls with binoculars. binoculars. I would be out there by, by two o'clock on Friday. Like, no joke. If I was single, if we switch places, I think I would be out there by two o'clock on Friday in the spring and summer, just hanging out, listening to music. And I would probably be so drunk by five o'clock. <laughs> That's what I what I think would happen. I'd be asleep by five o'clock. I wake up at two o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Because I will do that in the backyard on like a, a beautiful Saturday evening, saying we don't have plans, but let's say we were busy all day. Yeah, I will go outside, and my wife she'll be she'll come out for a few minutes, but she doesn't want to sit out there. So I'll put the TV on outside, and I would literally. I had one night last summer, especially with the pandemic. I had one night last summer on a Saturday night. I must say it was after we did the shift. Remember we were doing those free shows on Saturdays? Oh, I hated the free shows. We got done. I went outside. I put the TV on outside. No joke. I drank eight cans of Coors Light. 
it got to a point I was walking in and out of the house to go to the bathroom. And every time I came in, because it was starting to get dark, I kept waking up my wife who was passed on the couch. Like, she said, what are you doing out there? Oh, having my course lights. Having a blast. Where are you? I'm having my course lights. I do. I enjoy that. Yeah, I love a Friday night beer. It's, and I'll, when I go to a place, I'll say, you know, because to me, so many of the beers taste the same. Like, I just like a light beer. So do I. I, I do, too. So I'll say, what is the coldest one you have? Like, That's good. Touch the bottles. Sure. And when somebody brings over an ice-cold bottled beer. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, I, my. I will tell you, I prefer the draft beer more yeah. so. But I'm with. I love a. So it's mo- ice cold. I, absolutely. I like the. I actually like Michelob Ultra a lot. Yeah, me too. You know, people are. Oh, it tastes like water. Oh, no, well, you like good. what you like. I like what I like. Right. I agree. That's good. I'm not into the dark, heavy. Me beer. neither. I'll pass. Same. No, thank you. It's not light. And re- I need light, refreshing, and cold. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm in. I did something, Jerry, on the Bradley Beach Facebook group that I thought I was being helpful. Oh, and, here we go. And people acting like I was being a douche. Uh, well, that's because you have a track record now. I guess so. But uh, you tell me if you thought this is helpful. So, you know, I walk in the dog around town, and I've been noticing a lot of cars, they have expired um, inspection stickers. Okay. So I simply wrote, I said, hey, I walk around the neighborhood a lot. I uh, noticed a lot of cars with expired ex- uh, inspection stickers. You know, they let that go in the beginning of coronavirus, but you're still responsible sure. now. You know, so many people. Oh, thanks for giving the police a heads up to give us tickets. I was trying to ah. be nice. I thought it'd be like, because a lot of some, and some people were nice. They respond. They go, you know what? I completely forgot. Thank you for the heads up. And other people, not so nice. You reminded me when you said you drank all those cores because a guy who drives a cores van in town. <laughs> Drove by me the other day. <laughs> Yesterday, he drove throw a by. Can at you. He rolled down the window. He goes, "My sticker's up to date." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. So the Coors van in Bradley Beach, the, his sticker is up to date. There you go. But yeah, people seem to forget about that during the coronavirus, and now I mean, well, some people it's it's weird. It's like two years old. No, I believe it. And if you, if a cop doesn't pull you over, it's not a worry. Right. And they're not going to pull you over for that. I don't believe. Correct. But if you're being a douche, and the, they might give you the heads up, like, "Hey, yes, get this taken care Especially of." Especially two years, they'll let you go in a few months for sure. But you got to go. Or like people like us, when you park in New York City, they're looking for reasons to give you a ticket. They give you a ticket for that. I Absolutely, believe. no question. Especially with all the parking issues, that's just yeah. another way to drive up some more revenue. Yes, I know. Last year was really difficult with the DMV. Yes, and even this year. So we bought Matthew a car because he's he's got his permit now and he's driving around town with us, um, and so. I have to, I bought it, but I have to go register it. Right. So I, you know, I got to bring the title to DMV. So I went there two weeks ago. And as I'm walking in, a guy, there were people outside. One guy goes, where are you going? I'm like, me? I'm like, I'm going in to register a car. He goes, yeah, hope you have an appointment. I'm like, I need an appointment? He goes, yeah, got mine a month ago. Oh, my god. I'm like, gosh. shut up. He goes, he goes, go ask the guy. So I walked in. The guy, you know, security guy is there. He goes, yeah, you need an appointment. So I go in my car, I go to DMV. First appointment was literally a month down the road. And I'm not even going by my house. I got to go to like New Brunswick. And I think it's this week. I think on, oh, you know what's funny? I think more tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I know uh, they closed some of the DMVs. And then remember on the local news every day, it was just hours the, and hours of would, a wait. They would send the news people there. Yeah. 
And, uh, this I, is not good. I didn't write it down. I registered to uh, get my coronavirus vaccine, Jerry. Yes, you told me in the warm-up show. I battled back and forth uh, in my head. You I'm know, proud I, of you. I questioned the vaccine. Yeah. I did my research. Uh, I mainly listened to my sister, Chrissy. She's the one who eventually convinced me. She, okay. She was a biology high school teacher. She, uh, I trust her science advice. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get it. And then, of course, when I saw the news yesterday or the day before about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, right? I was like, oh, I'm going to call her, say to her, what is this? What are we doing? What's up with and this? And what did she say? She said, "What?" She said, okay. She said, well, she said, here in this country, we halt vaccines and things for even the slightest thing, unlike yes. other countries where they, they need a much larger problem in order to stop it. She said it was six women, all of birth control age. Mm-hmm. And then she sent me a chart of uh, blood clots, which was the issue with the uh, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine for these six women. Right. Uh, blood clots for uh, percentage using the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, percentage for just using the birth control pill, percentage if you get COVID, and those numbers were much larger than than mm-hmm. this Johnson and Johnson one. So, um, it's also have been seven million shots administered. Correct. So yeah, I'm gonna join. I'm gonna be joining the ranks of the of the vaccinated. vaccinated. All right. Well, I'm welcome. Gonna, I'm gonna walk around really cocky too when I get it. I'm gonna walking around in all the stores. I'm gonna show my card. Should wear. You should make a shirt. I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Out of my way. I hear you. You non-vaccinated. Well, and that's people. where. So I went. I ended up going to a place that had a, open appointments day of. Got lucky. Nice. And uh, so yeah, I got my first one a couple of weeks ago, and I got my next one coming up next week or so. But like now, my wife is. Well, what am I going to do? She wants to travel this summer. I'm like, well, you can. I'm like, but it's going to be a little more complicated. Right. Not not that you're not going to be able to. I said, but we want to go to baseball games. It's going to be more difficult now. You're going to have to go get the test day of game. And we got to do different things and. So she's trying to, and I told her, you don't want to get it, don't get it. I don't, it's a personal choice. Do what right. you want. But it's just easier. And so she's thinking about it. Make a, now, if she can't go, unless she's going to go to pharmacy to pharmacy like I did and just find an open appointment. Trying to get on a list, yeah. Which is does happen. People don't show up for their appointments and they have the extra shots. That's what happened in my case. Technically, she's got to wait till the 19th anyway. So it's not like she's missed anything, but you start looking for appointments. Right, and the media, we're, we're available, able to get it because we're in the media, and that is one of the groups that can get it now. Right. And like you said, by the 19th, I think it really opens up for people. But, uh, yeah, so all you people call me an anti-vaxxer. Wrong. I was just gathering information, as we all should, before we do these things. Now... I'll probably take the day off of my second shot because I don't know, Jerry. What if I get a reaction? I'm coming. I'm going to come in. You're coming in for sure. Yeah. I mean, unless I wake up and I can't move. Right. Now I'm going to have to come in then too because Boomer came in. Gio, Gio came, came in, in. Eddie came in. Eddie came, Oh, even Eddie came in this yeah. second. Right. Yeah. Now I'll look like a total wuss face if I, ahead of time, take the day Here's off. Here's the beauty of it though. Stay home and put your Zoom camera on. <laughs> Seriously. I like coming. You know, I actually like coming in now. Yes. When I was very much against wanting to come back, the energy is different. Of course it is. In the building. Because you're here. I actually enjoy the commute. 
listen to some podcasts, some music breaks up the day. Yes, it does. I miss my dog more when I get home. I'm excited to see the dog. Is that why you only see the girlfriend on Fridays and Saturdays? Hey, I'm very excited to see her. Then, if he, you know, that is true. See you here. See her all week. I always told you there was a guy I used to work with. He used to work at Fort Monmouth Monday through Friday from seven to three, and they work at the liquor store with us from four to ten, like most days. And I'll never forget, I'm like, why do you do this? Like, you're an adult. You've got a full-time job. Your wife, you know, she had her own uh, business or whatever, but she was home at night. And he goes, secret to marriage. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, if we don't see each other, no fights. <laughs> he goes, plus we deal with each other on the weekend. That's enough. Right. Like, wow. Probably not wrong. Not wrong. He's as long not as she's wrong, not Jerry. Schlumping the next door neighbor. Correct. She wasn't. Oh, that's good. Good people. Good. Good to hear, Jerry. Yeah. All right, why don't we do the warm-up show? Now, tomorrow's Thursday. Yes, today is uh, tomorrow's a Thursday because today's Thursday. Wednesday. Yes, that's correct. All right, so uh, we're getting very close to Summer Friday, so that's going to be exciting when we get. We're not there yet, but the anticipation that we're going to be getting there and then we have all of them in front of us, that's exciting. Sounds good to me. All right, warm-up next. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, Brad Heller, you are fired. Well done, Erica Herskowitz. A couple of minutes after 5 o'clock, it's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. The Eddie Scazzeri along the way, myself and Albert John Dukes here. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. A very rare thing happened yesterday in baseball, which was... Uh, a Two perfect games. S- no. Oh. A sweep of a doubleheader. It's not rare. Prior to not yesterday, rare. prior to yesterday, all doubleheaders were split. Right, except for the fact that I debunked that and told you that it's 50-50 over the history of you the game. You debunked this myth? We went over this already. It's 50-50. So you're saying... About half the time it's a sweep, but about half the time it's yes. a split. Now, I would like to thank you. You're welcome. Because my daily fantasy lineup last night included one, Hyunjun Ryu. Yeah, because I told you, Jerry, he was going to shut down the Yankees like he always does. And he did. He was tremendous. Oh, we got yeah. some good fantasy points out of Ryu. Now, the Yankees lost. But that I put squarely on your shoulders. Because I said, listen, Jerry... A chubby baseball player, as Ryu is, always dominates. Now. That we know as a fact. In fairness, I wanted to take Shane Bieber, who you know is... Mm. Shane Bieber? One of the best pitchers in baseball. Absolutely, Jerry. Um, But he was so expensive, we opted for a cheaper option. And I said, you know what? Al says Ryu is going to dominate the Yankees. So I told my son, we're not taking Bieber. We should have. Uh, we wound up taking Ryu, and he was very good. Unfortunately, the Yan- New York Yankee Frenchman 
Jamison Tyrone <laughs> did not have a good game. No, Gave he was up five awful. runs in three and two thirds. He innings. was not good. Not good. No, not at all. And the Yankee lineup stinks. Get that guy a bag at Jerry and get him out of here. My God, just awful. I mean, it would, you know, at some point, and I know it's only two weeks into the season, yeah. not a big deal. I'm sure at some point the Yankees will rip off a 15 game winning streak. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. But two weeks in, mm-hmm. the Yankees. Oh, not great, Jerry. Their lineup is awful. Not great. The Blue Jays at one point were up six nothing. Yes, they game. were. Yeah, that's why it was window dressing at the end. Total like, window. Like dressing. Giancarlo Stanton's two RBIs in the latter. Who yeah. cares? Oh, Giancarlo. Oh, I know. Then I was seeing articles that are like bad that base running error by Gary Sanchez really killed a rally. No, you know what kills the rally? Not hitting and having a French pitcher, Jimison Tyon. Now I will Tyon. say. I do believe in his past, in his entire career, that Giancarlo is yeah. not very good in April. Is that right? He is terrible. You've looked this up? Uh, I think this is pretty well documented. Oh, okay. So we're not going to just murder him completely, but at some point, let's get it going. Listen, I don't care. When I got a home run hitter, which I treat uh, Gary Sanchez as, I'm going to expect garbage a lot, and then I'm going to expect some monster home runs. Sure. And as long as they even out, I'm all right with it. They have to even out, fan. though. They yes. got to even out. Of like course. Like Dave Kingman style. You got to hit some long balls, and then we don't expect you to do much after that. Think if Dave Kingman played now. Like, he was thought of as a power hitter yes. back in the day, but he struck out too much. Yes. Boy, he would fit in right now. Oh, he'd be perfect now. Oh, this is his time. Yeah. Home runner strikeout. I loved Dave Kingman when I, I was a kid. Did. I know. Man, that guy was dominant. Well, I don't know that he was dominant. In my world, what I saw, what I recall, he was killing it. He struck out a ton. He struck out a ton. But like when I was a kid, all I remember is seeing highlights of him hitting balls on the street in uh, Wrigley Field, like over the, over the vines, over the fence, over the Budweiser building. If I asked you right, right out onto the street, I could Dave be Kingman style. I could be wrong about this, but I'm going to check. If I asked you right now. How many times Mickey Mantle struck out in his Mickey career? Mantle? Yes. Do you think you could tell me that? No. You, give me a guess. I can't now, even tell you how many years Mickey Mantle played baseball. Probably 15 or 16, I would say. And I'm with Craig on these. I don't even know if this guy really played. I don't oh, stop see it, any Stop it, this. stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. How many strikeouts? How many years did he play, Jay? Mickey Mantle played let the, the 18 going, years. You're asking me career strikeouts in yeah. 18 years? Yeah. Like, think about how many times guys strike out 200 times now okay. in a season. That's fair. I'm so here's say, what I'll tell you. I'm going to say he struck out 2,100 times. He struck out 1,700, less than 100 a year. And he had some seasons, Al. Yeah. I mean, you're talking in 153 games, 99 strikeouts. Like, think about what the game is today. It's almost like routine. These big-time hitters strike out 200 times a season. Yeah. But as long as they were ripping 40 home runs, Jerry, that's all I care about. Yeah, no, I, you know what? You're not wrong, and that is the way the game has gone. So, What about Mr. Coffee, Joe DiMaggio? What did he do? You know, maybe he struck out even less, actually. I bet he did. And I'm not even sure because the um, the Mantle ones are good. They're not as good as I thought. Maybe DiMaggio is who I'm thinking of. If I pull up his stats. I think DiMaggio had Joe more. Joe D. Had yeah, more, this is who I was thinking of. Had yes. more home runs than strikeouts. So Joe DiMaggio mm-hmm. in 13 years. Yeah. You want to give me a strikeout total? 13, 13 years. 13 years? Yes. I'm going to go 750 strikeouts. You're not even close. Oh. I'll tell you this. 500 strikeouts. Still not close. 
What, what You're guy, going the right way, though. What, did this guy bunt his way on all the time? No, he was. <laughs> How about this number? In 1941, 140 games played, 13 strikeouts. <laughs> That's unbelievable compared that to today's would, game. Jerry, you know what they would say about Joe DiMaggio? Put the ball in play. <laughs> yes, he did the put the ball in play. Ball, ball Jerry, in play. 369 strikeouts for a career. And, what, Eddie? And how many home runs? More. Oh yeah, no, I know that he had. Well, uh, yeah. he struck out a little, a uh, little less than the uh, strikeouts. But yeah, I mean, three sixty-one to three sixty, three hundred and sixty-nine strikeouts in thirteen years. And not only that, Al, he played almost not every game, but he played a lot, almost why, every game. That's why Marilyn Monroe wanted to date him. And how about the he fact was that impressive? He missed three years during the war. All right. Went to the war. Yeah, I think Ted Williams was in the war in the middle of his career. Could you imagine trying to get like uh, a John Carlo? John <laughs> Carlo, we need you for the war. You're like what? What a different time, man! What a different time. I'm just happy I got past the age where I'm not draftable. Boy, you when are. I finally hit that, I was so excited. You I have felt like gotten I, there. I felt like at 30, they weren't taking you anymore. So on my 30th <laughs> birthday, I was like, thank goodness. I can't be pulled into war because I wouldn't I, know what I was doing. I understand. I totally understand. Uh, Marcus Stroman, Jerry, threw a nice game. Uh, we were, we were. I was looking for no excuses if he bombed it out yesterday. No, he was tremendous. The, the, he was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, and then this Villar fella. Uh, VR. VR. <laughs> he had a nice doubleheader for himself, dude. Well, he had a big hit in the first game in the That's eighth right. inning, and then he started the second game with a nice uh, yes. base hit. So he's... Responsible for getting the Mets on the board with a win and then getting them on the board with a run and turned out to be the deciding run. Yeah, I liked it. That was, that was very nice, Jerry. Very I, nice. I did think it was odd, and I didn't see the second game live, but going through it this morning, I did think it was odd that Marcus Stroman hit in the bottom of the sixth inning and then didn't pitch in the seventh. <laughs> He's like, let me take a swing. Well, it's, I mean, I'm I'm going through his... Zoom meeting right now, so I'm curious if they ask him about it. I would think they did. That's unusual, though. Very unusual. He's pitching a a shutout. He hits. You would think he's going for the complete game win, and then he doesn't come out for the seventh. Maybe uh, Rojas decided after the at-bat, you know what? Let's not push our luck. Let's uh, throw a reliever out Which there. Which is fine. I mean, I, you know, it's just it's unusual. That's all. But he threw my favorite pitcher out there. Who's the reliever I like, Jerry, on the Mets? Trevor May. No. Jerry's familiar. No, no, no. Edwin Diaz. Thin gentleman. Oh, Miguel Castro. Miguel Castro. Right, that was the first game. First game. Right, I was talking about the second game. Yes, first game, yes. Right, he relieved... uh, He has been... I love that guy. He's He's, been a nice find so far. Yeah. Who pitched that first game for the Mets? Um, That Uh, was uh, uh, Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker. I like him, too. Yes. Here's my favorite Mets pitchers in order. Jacob deGrom. Shocking. Miguel Castro. Okay. Who's the next the guy you just mentioned? Where? The Mets Trevor starter. May? No, the Mets starter. Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker. Okay. DeGrom, Castro. Marcus Stroman just threw a six-inning shutout. He's not in the top three? Not in the top three. Wow. That's I, right. I might hold your horses on Walker. Just... I love his delivery I mean, he style. Went four, I mean, he threw into the fifth inning. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like his style. I know, I get it, but, you know, like... That's it's funny to me, and I know it's early in the season, and so you don't expect much in terms of length of starts. The guy make it through the fifth inning, and we're like, "Boy, good start." Not really. 
That's pitch into the at. fifth inning. We're not all Joe DiMaggio's, Jerry, with 13 strikeouts in a season. Bieber and Giolito last night combined for 16 shutout innings and about 18 strikeouts. That's pitching. Trevor Bauer last night, seven innings, one hit ball. That's a good start. Pitching into the fifth, eh, it's okay. It's a quality start, Jerry. No, it's not a quality start. He didn't go five innings. In this day and age where we're in, Jerry, that still counts as a quality start. I believe a quality start is six innings pitched, three runs or less. Not a quality start. All right. He didn't even get the win. That's fair. Jerry, here's another baseball-related story that I really enjoyed. Let me get my notes. So this clearly has nothing to do with a game. Correct. Right. Hence why you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, A-Rod, who we know is uh, in the process of purchasing the Timberwolves. They're in the negotiating stage, but it seems like that's going to be a done deal. Yes, it does look like it's a done deal. Not official, but it Not does official. look like everything's agreed to. So somebody ran down uh, Timberwolves uh, star Anthony Edwards. Well, they run him down. He was at a video conference, actually. <laughs> Just saying. No one chased him down for this? No, he was oh. He was actually, if you watch the video, he was actually sitting there in the video conference uh, working his hair. Oh, okay. So I guess they asked him about A-Rod. Would uh, you like to hear it, Al? Sure. Do you have the question with it? Do I have the question? Is that the question you're asking me? Do yes. I have the question with it? Or do I give it? you the question and no. then you play? What, am I? What are we? We, uh, what is this, amateurs amateur? here? What is this, amateur hour, Jerry? Here's Anthony Edwards with a reporter on a video conference. All right. Do you have any thoughts about? Him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? What do you mean? Like, who is he? <laughs> now, so he, who, said, is who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Yes. Who's A-Rod? So the reporter responds. The baseball player? Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know who that is. Okay. I know he's going to be the owner, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know nothing about baseball. I don't know nothing about Love baseball. It. I believe that. I love that I somebody do doesn't that. know who A-Rod is. It's surprising from the standpoint that he doesn't know who he is because of what A-Rod has done outside of baseball. Jennifer Lopez, you've got um, – he was on Shark Tank. He was on that um, – wasn't he on the show, the Trump thing where you're fired? The appre- Was he on The Apprentice? Uh, that I don't know. Sounds like it. I think he was. Maybe he wasn't. But A-Rod has done a lot – Outside of baseball, plus all the like, the cheating scandal back in the day, or maybe although maybe Anthony Edwards was a child. Well, Anthony Edwards is probably twenty years old. Oh, and you know what? He might even be nineteen if I check it out. So if you think about the A Rod cheating scandal, was in oh seven. Does that sound right? That sounds right. I'd have to look. And so by the way, uh, Jerry, we're in twenty twenty one. So yeah, no, which but, cheating scandal are you talking about? The one with his wife in Toronto, or no, are you no, talking no. about the baseball the cheating? Baseball cheating. Okay, because with those with his wife, he was all over the back pages. If you remember, that was in 07. I th- I think yeah, it when was. We started. We uh, yeah. started here. So Anthony Edwards is. I'm going to say he's nineteen or twenty. Oh, so of course, why would he know who A Rod is? He's Up with him. He's nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> so Anthony Edwards was born in two thousand two. <laughs> no, two thousand three actually. Uh, that's great. What do you think A-Rod's going to bring to the table? I don't know who that is. The baseball player? Don't watch me. Yeah. That actually doesn't surprise me. It's not On the surface, it's surprising. But yes. when you look at the details, it makes sense. Right. 19-year-old kid. Not into baseball. Okay. Probably none of these dudes on the Timberwolves know who A-Rod is. Well, a very young team. I don't know if none of them don't. But he didn't. I'm sure Carl Anthony Towns knows who he is. <laughs> a- this is your new owner, A-Rod. Who is this now? And you do what, sir? And what do you do that makes you famous? I know. I did that with Neo. That was that was embarrassing. Neo the singer? Yeah. But who would know who that who he was back then? I don't know. It seemed like a pretty big deal at the time because no. people came down to see him. 
I suppose. I had no, I felt like an ass, actually, when I went to get him in the elevator. And what do you do? And you are <laughs> Neo. My bad. <laughs> and what do you do that makes you famous? <laughs> Stuttering John used to do that to people just to annoy them. Sure. He'd go out and go, ah, big fan. <laughs> What do you do that makes you famous? <laughs> and it'd be like a, a big, big fan. It'd be, big, it'd be a big celebrity. <laughs> and then they'd have to, they'd, they would answer, but you know, they didn't want of it. Of course. And, like, oh, and what do you do that makes you famous? And Gina did that with Ralph Macchio, right? That was embarrassing. We uh, were, saw, we went to a Bruce Springsteen show at the Barclay Center and uh, saw Ralph Macchio there. And uh, I dealt with him just friendly from the program. Sure. And I said to Gina, I go, that's Ralph Macchio. No, he came over to say hello. And then she said, who's that? I said, that's Ralph Macchio from Karate Kid. She goes, oh, my gosh. I want to get a photo with him. Then she goes over and she goes, hi, I'm Gina. And you are? Oh, boy. She goes, I wanted to make him feel like not a celebrity. But then you can't ask for a photo. That's what I said. I said, well, then you just ruined your photo opportunity. Did you get one or no? I don't think so. Good. I wouldn't let her get it. Yeah, because it's kind of silly at that you point. Well, then can I get a photo? Right. You don't know who I am. We're trying to pretend. No, she knew who you. She was trying to pretend like, oh, I don't know who you are. You're just a regular person enjoying a night out. Right. But if you're Ralph Macchio, you'd be like, now you want a picture? You right. didn't know who I was two seconds exactly. ago. I know what she was trying to do. Yes. Not the right thing to do if you want the picture. I think she panicked when she went to meet him. She wasn't with you when you when he came over? I don't know what the... No, I he was. And in fact, I said... I, I said, oh, this is Gina. This is Ralph. I didn't say Ralph Macchio, the karate kid. Got it. You know what I mean? I'm surprised she didn't recognize him. He still looks I know. very much like the however old he was when that movie was shot, late teen. And in particular, how she didn't recognize him, he was in that bird crane kick pose when we were <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> What is wrong with you? Right in the middle, right in the middle of the scrum at the concert, <laughs> he, he's holding court. Oh no! <laughs> Stupid. And as soon as Born to Run came on, he takes <laughs> the person in front of him. <laughs> All right, five eighteen on the fan. Say what you got to say. Oh, oh, say what I have to say, Jerry. As you know, uh, I'm coming up, coming up on my one year anniversary in my new condo. And I'm very excited with my purchase. If anyone is looking to buy or if you're a first-time home buyer, I'm telling you, you should finance through Carney Bank. That's what I did. I had the best experience with my mortgage loan officer. Very personable, very efficient, made the entire process super easy for me. Visit CarneyBank.com for more information and check out the benefits of their first-time homebuyer program. You will not regret it. I didn't. That's CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, 518, you're a diehard Giant fan. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side of the break, something really cool about the NFL. Maybe you'll have to wait and see, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. You know, before the break, I said uh, if you're a diehard Giant fan, and it sparked a thought 
that I wanted to ask you yesterday or wanted to tell you about yesterday, and I forgot. I gave a radio tease yesterday. I said I found the perfect job for you. Oh. When we were going over the two dozen coaches on Joe Judge's staff. He has a lot of coaches. The largest in the NFL, they tell me. You should be very jealous of Ryan Holleran. What does he do over there? How about this cool name? He's the Giants' chief of staff. What does that mean? I have no He's idea. But that's a, everyone? I want a, I want a business card that says chief of staff. Isn't the president chief of staff, or does the president have a chief of staff? No, I would think he has a chief of staff. He's the commander-in-chief. Chief of staff, though, sounds like you're in charge of a lot. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? Sounds like you're in charge of a lot of people. Yes, but here's the thing. He's not. Who's he in charge of? I don't know. It's just a cool title. Joe Judge is in charge, and uh, the GM, what's his name? Uh, Gettleman. Gettleman's in charge. Those two are in charge, and John Mara's in charge. Ryan Holleran, what a job. Chief of staff. You're sitting at a bar. You're talking to somebody. You go, uh, here's my card. I'm uh, chief of staff. That's impressive. Very impressive. I would have that right on a business card. Leave that around. Like if you met a woman or a man at a bar and, well, what do you do? Oh, I work at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. I'm with the chief of staff. Right. Not not a neurosurgeon. Right. Chief of staff. Chief of staff. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd be like, really? At uh, the hospital? But I'm with, with the Giants, so. What's cooler? Mine, probably. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a couple things on Twitter. Jerry's uh, Joe Sapinara, who tweets us quite often, says, uh, find it troubling that Jerry had to help Al with the names of his second and third favorite pitchers. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Ray the pray- Playmaker says, Al pronounces Tyon correctly, but mispronounces VR. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, Mark uh, says Tony Gwynn played 20 years. He had 434 strikeouts. It's amazing. Giancarlo Stanton had 514 strikeouts in two seasons. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, and my that- gosh. They must watch these games. Well, uh, Tony Gwynn, I believe, has passed away. He has. Uh, mouth cancer. He must have been watching these games going, what are these guys doing? It's different, man. It's just, I'm not saying guys didn't strike out, but not at the, this. This rate's alarming. Yes, very alarming, Jerry. Even uh, like even like in the Met game yesterday, in the first one, you've got the runner at second base. Was it first and second when McNeil came up? I think so. Now, I know McNeil's a free swinger for sure. I totally understand. Uh, and I'm not saying bunt every time. You're trying to win the game. They wound up winning the game anyway. But why wouldn't you? I know it's this old school thinking of baseball. Why would you not bunt the runners over to second and third? I don't know. And instead he strikes out. I don't know. That it's just frustrating. I don't. I don't like the way the game is. It's kind of like in a, in some ways, it's the way the NBA has become with a three point shot. It's like it's. I don't know. I I don't. I don't care for it. I have noticed this season a couple of people getting opposite field hits when their shift is on them, which is good. Yeah, which is. Uh, um, I feel like they're starting to try to figure that out. That when they're going to put the shift on you for a lefty. Uh, to hit, slap the ball down third base. Meantime, this will probably be the last year of the shift, right, as people are figuring it out. <laughs> because I think they have the new rule in the minors going into effect this year where you can't have the full shift on. Love it. You've got to have two players to the left side of second base yes. on each side. Now, you can play up the middle, that. which is still a shift, but it's not the full. Like, there was a – there was a, I forget who was at bat. Francisco Lindor at one point last night was – he was on the second base side of second, but like 10 feet over. 
gigantic gaps on the left side. I don't think that's going to be allowed if it goes well in the minor leagues this year. If anybody did that to me, I would Rod Carew them and just slap a ball right through the gap, right through where the big opening is. Jerry. Wouldn't that be cool to see? That'd be I, I. I would Rod Carew it. That's what he would do. He just slap him and Tony Gwynn would just slap the ball, hit him where they ain't. That I would feel be like Lenny philosophy. Dykstra would have done that too. Lenny Dykstra. Yeah, I do. All right. A little slap that's down fair. the left side. Just slap it. Uh, Jerry, are you familiar with pickleball? Yes. It's tennis, but a uh, much smaller court. Different yeah, the, ball, different racket. Yeah, they use the tennis court, mm-hmm. but they mark it off differently. It's much shorter and smaller. And then it's a paddle, not a, ra- not a tennis racket, and then the ball is like a wiffle ball yeah. type thing. Have you, I've played it once. I have not played this. In Florida. But I see that the UFC fighter Julian Marquez has challenged... Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill. He wants to battle them because I guess he is also from Kansas City. Right. And he wants to be the champion in the Kansas City pickleball. The pickleball champion. And it looks like this is going to go down at some point. Like that this, well, I don't know if they'll televise it. They should. I bet you in Kansas City it'll be videoed and shown on the 11 o'clock news. Yeah. I would think if they decide to play. Now, you're okay with pickleball for your athlete? No, because if Patrick Mahomes twists an ankle playing pickleball, holy mackerel. Go play pickleball and have fun. Matter of fact, get on a jet ski, go skiing, have a blast, live your life. I've just heard of pickleball, and I I was wondering what was going on because when I was uh, walking the dog last summer, I I would go by tennis courts, and Mm -hmm. there'd be people playing. It looks ridiculous, but it's actually fun. (laughs) They were playing what turns out to be pickleball, but I didn't know what was going on. You'd be good at it. Pickleball? Yeah. I would probably play the close-up to the net and just try to dominate the net. Well, really, the net's not too far because it really is a tight little court. You know, if you think it fits inside of a tennis court. So you'd be I think you'd enjoy it. We you should, and Gina, go play a pickleball. Why don't we challenge the Carton and Roberts show to pickleball? Pickleball match. Like me and you versus I'll do that. and Roberts. I would do that. It's two-on-two? Two? You can. You, you can do – it's like tennis. You can do one-on-one or you can do two-on-two. Two two. No yeah. more than two-on-two. Two. No, no more than two-on-two. Oh, two. I would do that. Let's challenge it. But let's do it down in Bradley Beach so I don't have to go far. Uh, Evan lives in Westchester. <laughs> and Craig uh, lives some god-forsaken town way out west. Right. So I don't know that we're all going to Bra- – I'd be, I'd be fine with that. You're 20 minutes from me. Right. If you can get them to go to Bradley Beach, I'm in. I'd have to probably serve food if everyone came to Bradley I actually Beach have an idea where we could do this. To play pickleball? I'm not going to say. Okay. We could definitely do this, though. I might be up for a pickleball challenge. And I'll tell you this. Someone would not have to travel very far. Hmm. Would it be me? No. You? No. Oh, forget it. Then. One of the other two. Uh, uh, Roberts? I'm not going to say who. Cotton and Roberts. Cotton. Cotton. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson, Jerry. He's the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. I've even, heard that, yeah. Even though everyone thought he was going to be traded, he's still there. Uh, he and his wife, Ciara, are going to host a vaccination special on NBC this coming Sunday evening where they've gotten a whole bunch of celebrities together who are going to urge you to get vaccinated. Okay. That'll be a show. Don't have to urge me. I've already got my first shot. I don't know what kind of show that's going to be, though. Like, it's the celebrities. They'll sing and dance and be merry. And tell you to get the shot, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know how you produce that, what you're how you're hooking people in to watch it. I scheduled a vaccine a shot for this coming Thursday. You did? I did. Look at you. That's right. You've made the decision. I, well, I've made the decision so far. There's no saying that Thursday I won't bail. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm you took the first go, step. I'm pretty sure I'm going through with it. Look at you. All right. 
I'm actually surprised. And then how about this? I asked, once I'm vaccinated, and we're all vaccinated, we're still wearing masks here? They said yes. Yeah, I don't know that the masks are going away anytime soon. Well, then why am I getting the vaccine? I'm going to ask Russell Wilson and Ciara on you Sunday night. I'm going to call in. Isn't part of that, and I don't know the I, I don't know the answer to this. All right. Can you still, if you, blah, 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 if you don't have the mask on, All right. even though you're vaccinated, can't you still okay. carry it? I don't know. I'm not, I see, I don't know the answer. that Because that could be the answer. Hmm. I think it's an overabundance of caution. Probably so. I, I feel like that's the new phrase of 2021. You think people are going to watch this vaccination special? No. Right, me neither. I don't. If you've got vaccinated already or you have plans. I'm not interested. Or you have plans to you're not interested. And if you're not getting vaccinated, you don't want someone telling you. (laughs) This is going to get a zero share. Now, is this going to be one of these shows that's going to be on 2, 4, 7, 9, 11? It's not. Just NBC. Just NBC. Okay. Because that is. I mean, I like when they do that to raise money. Yes. But sometimes it's like, all right, I watch for a half hour. Now let's see what else is on. Oh, this is on here too. Oh, and here. Like, come on. Hi, I'm Russell Wilson. And you I are. urge you to get vaccinated. I wonder if they'll be addressing the th- the reasons people don't want to get vaccinated. I would think that'd be a big part, right? I guess, because you probably want to calm people down if people are up in arms over having to make that decision they don't want to make. I mean, listen, there are people in my family that are that have gotten it, and there are a couple that have no interest. It's personal choice, as I said. How about this, Jerry? Have them watch Russell Wilson and Ciara Sunday night, see if they don't change their mind. There's a good chance they could put that on for a couple of minutes. I might put it on for a couple of minutes just to see what's going on there. Nothing. <laughs> Ciara will sing. He'll throw a football, and they'll tell you to get vaccinated. I don't know how, how you make Do that you a show. Do you think it's going to be somber or, like, fun? Like, hey, let's I get... think if you want people to to take the advice, you got to make it fun. Yeah. I don't. You can't make it somber. I would say watch the uh, South Park vaccination special. That's what I did. And I had not watched <laughs> South Park in many years. They and have that a, changed your mind. It was so funny. It was all old people getting vaccinated and then just ripping through town, partying <laughs> because they got the vaccination. Watching the poor people that haven't, yeah. <laughs> just looking in the window. Yeah, calling them losers and things. And then, like the the toughest club to get into was Walgreens <laughs> to get your vaccine shot. <laughs> It's pretty good. I'm sure it was. All right, 25 in front of six. On the other side, Al is going to tell you why you should be vaccinated. No, he's not. Just taking, uh, just having some fun. Quick break, Boomer and Geo. Top of the hour. It is a Wednesday here on the Fan. Don't go away. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. This is actually one of those songs that I know, but if you gave me six hours, I could not tell you who sung this song. And how about this? This fella lives in the next town over right now from me uh, in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. His name is Steve Forbert. I would have never gotten that. And yet I know this song. Uh, Keith Urban, the country artist, uh, covered this a couple years back as well. Really? Mm-hmm. I heard... Song. Was it Norwegian? No, what was song was it? You know, maybe in my life, I heard Boys to Men. Redid the be- and it was probably years song. ago. It was yeah, because it was on the Beatles channel on satellite. Yeah, and like it wasn't bad, but it was the first time I ever heard it. I'm not a Beatles channel guy. It's too much Beatles. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Well, usually on the Beatles channel, they play the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's the way that goes. Although I do listen to the Bruce Springsteen channel a lot, and Gina goes, "It's so generic." You're down the shore listening to Bruce Springsteen, like so, Gina. Have you met him? So generic, <laughs> boring and generic. Al. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How about this Utah newspaper, Jerry? 
begging the Jets not to pick <laughs> Zach Wilson, <laughs> saying that they'll ruin him. And then this newspaper... They don't have a good track record, Al. <laughs> then this newspaper columnist also took a shot at Mr. Joe Namath, calling him, quote, the single most overrated football player in history. I want to kiss you. That is not an original thought. There are many football fans that believe that. I have heard that. Now, a Jed fan will tell you, and Joe was always uh, Beningo when I would have conversations about him, he would tell you that, yes, his numbers weren't great, but he won. And he did the little things and made big plays in big spots, and you can't just look at stats and, you know, have the value of a quarterback or a player. I never saw him play. I don't know. He had intangibles, Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. He was a leader among men. Lost his knees late in his career. Right. Could have played longer. But, yeah, statistically, not great. Yeah. But if you were a Jet fan back in the day, they will tell you he was great. How dare this Utah newspaper columnist. We're going to take Zach Wilson, and we're going to ruin him. (laughs) So stick it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get back at this guy. Either that or in three years, they'll trade him somewhere. (laughs) Right. It is funny when you look at the list of quarterbacks the Jets have had. It's tough. It is tough to pick a quarterback. Let me ask you this. You've been around a long time and you've almost liked sports for much of your life. Yeah, a long time. Who would you say in your lifetime has been the best Jets quarterback? And you're not allowed to say Boomer Esiason. I loved... uh, You say Richard Todd? I did love Richard Todd. And I liked Kenny O'Brien. See, I think Chad Pennington was the best one. Yeah, I, yeah, I think most people would uh, would pick Chad Pennington. He just didn't have a rifle of an arm, but God, he was a he was a good player. And also, I would say I'm with you on Kenny O'Brien. Richard Todd, I don't really remember. Yeah, I feel like that was towards the beginning of me watching football. Kenny O'Brien, I, remember, I just remember him being so stationary; he couldn't move, but he could play. Yeah. I will almost always pick anybody from the 1980s, so Richard Todd will probably be my choice. Not going to go Neil O'Donnell, huh? <laughs> no, terrible. Vinny was good for the short time he was good here. Point. Good but point, But not long Jerry. enough. Right. Pennington, I feel like, was a Jet. And Mark Sanchez went to two championship games. Yeah, but he wasn't a great... Yes, he did. He was not a great quarterback. I'm sorry. He, he had wasn't. Joe Namath intangibles, Jerry. Yeah, he had a great defense is what he... Here's a question yeah. for you. If Joe Namath doesn't make the guarantee, mm-hmm. is the mystique of Namath the same? If only if he still did that number one when he was running off the field, yes. If well, and NFL Films captured it as they did. If he didn't do that and didn't make the prediction, then we wouldn't even talk about Joe Namath. Well, no, you talk about him because oh, you want a Super Bowl. Fair point. But when you think Joe Namath, I think the first thing people think of is guaranteeing the Super Bowl yes. win. I really do. Over the heavily favored yeah, Colts. They were, I think, a 16-point favorite in that game, I think. Is that right? I think they were. I'm pretty sure. I can check that as you tell, tell us our next topic. Well, I also see that the Jets and the Broncos are going to attend Justin Fields' <clears throat> Justin Fields' <clears throat> second pro day. I thought they wanted the Zach Wilson kid. Maybe why? they haven't made up their mind. Maybe they've why? been scared off by the Utah newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> they got scared off by this Utah columnist. They're only going to confuse themselves if they go to this Justin Fields second pro day and he does well, as we all expect him to do. Then they're going to be confused. Then there's going to be, who do you pick? One of those situations. Colts were 18-point favorites. Is that right? Yes. And Joe Namath, number one, (laughs) running off the field. Biggest favorite in Super Bowl history, from what I can tell. Wow. 
as I'm looking quickly. Oh, no. The Niners, 18 and a half over the Chargers, and they beat them by 23. <laughs> <laughs> they covered They, they covered. covered the big spread. What's well, the spread? Yeah. Well, I remember you talking about uh, something about Utah. What was it? Well, the the Utah. Oh, guy, Justin Fields. The Justin Fields day that the Jets are going to go and the Broncos are going to go to go watch. Well, you got to do your due diligence. Plus, at this point, Joe Douglas is probably bored. You got to go do something. Right. right. He probably wants to get out of the house. Maybe I'll go see this uh, second. Got uh, a pro day, hon. Second pro day. <laughs> like, what did Justin Fields do not do in the first pro day that he wants to do again? I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this, Jerry. You know, we all this talk of Julian Edelman and, of course, uh, you know, retiring. Of course, people immediately go to, he's going to go to the Buccaneers. Would you be shocked? No, but... I I don't expect him to, but would you be shocked? I would not be shocked, but you're right. I don't expect him to. Someone did catch up with Rob Gronkowski. Of course they did. And they asked him what he thought, what the percentage would be for Julian Edelman joining... 69! That's what he said. 69! This guy really is a child. 69. <laughs> <laughs> he gives it a 69%. 69. 69. <laughs> you I think? like your 69 on that one. That's a great one. Do, 69. <laughs> do, do you think if Rob Gronkowski, and at this point in his career, he's not going to, let's say week 17 or week 18, whatever right. we're doing now, Let's say he catches his 69th pass yeah. in the first quarter of the game, and he knows it. Do you think he checks out of the game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to end the season with 69 catches? Or gets the balls to see if the Hall of Fame wants this. <laughs> 69 catches. Is oh, that 69. why you love 69 so much? 69! <laughs> we are children. Forget Can Rob Can you play the, the Jerry one again? 69! <laughs> Why is that 69 looks that good? (laughs) Sign me up. Just the way you did it. It was so smooth. It was such a smooth. Listen, who doesn't like the number 69? It's a good number. And I see Aaron Rodgers and his uh, fiance. This was stupid, by the way. Shailene Woodley. They did an interview at Disney. I saw this. And they're one of those disgusting couples right now where they're like, they love each other so much. You're so cute. No, you're the cutest. You're schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. It was brutal. And they were both wearing masks together with no one around them. So, I mean, that's fine. It's a good look. It's okay. Send it a, send it a positive message. Jerry. What was the question? Like, so I, the interviewer asked them something along the lines of, like, what's the best thing in your life right now? Yeah. And she's like, he is. He is. And he, and he goes, oh, I was going to say the same thing. Oh, my God. He is schmoopy. Meantime, Danica Patrick is, you know, throwing up on a bucket somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Right. Poor right. thing. Right. 69. <laughs> you could do a whole schmoopy. segment on the number 69, couldn't you? I possibly could, yeah. Yeah. Give me one more before right, the break. I'll give me one more, Jerry. Let's see what I got here. Let me get pick something good. This 69. <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin Kiermeyer of the Tampa Rays. You see... Uh, he was talking about the Yankees uh, plunking yep. his uh, his his coworkers over the weekend. His colleagues. His colleagues. And uh, he says, Teammates. quote, we'll see where it goes from here. But I don't think that was a very good look on their part. No, but you know what was a good look on the Rays part? Winning. Right. They won. But. Bottom line. Maybe the Rays, the next time they play the Yankees, they're up by like eight runs or something. Sure. Plunk. Do you think Conforto was thrown out on purpose yesterday by the Phillies? I don't think I so. I do. You do? I do. But not had it nothing to do with what happened with, you know, getting hit on purpose. I just think it was purpose pitches. 
like back it, off my plate. Sending a message. I do think that. So anyhow, we're coming up on five fifty-two. Mm. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up. Oh, uh, Jerry, um, I was very sick of paying rent when I was living in Madawan. Uh, so why rent? I bought my condo in Bradley Beach a year ago, and it feels great to build equity in my own home. It already has gone up in price. How about that? If you're looking to buy or if you're a first-time home buyer, finance through Carney Bank. They changed my entire outlook on the mortgage process. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers savings like a 30-year discounted rate and down payments as low as 5%. Don't hesitate. Visit CarneyBank.com. That's CarneyBank.com. Dot com member FDIC equal housing lender. All right, we'll wrap things up in a moment. Right now, an Odyssey Sports Minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence. Her topic mm-hmm. is the NBA and that play-in format. Interesting. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, Boomer and Geo. In a moment, Mets took two from the Phillies. Yankees lost. Nets won. Al, go. Jerry, the warm-up show is brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. You know, the other night, Jerry, Kyle Higashioka had a, a huge game, hit two home runs. Uh, someone on Twitter, a verified fella, not sure who he is, uh, when he was so excited about Higashioka's uh, night, he uh, said he was going to get a tattoo of his face on his uh, on his ass. Did he? Well, Higashioka responded to the guy and said, is this real? And then the guy never responded back. So it sounds like he's backing out of well, the butt tattoo. But this is a verified uh, guy? A verified I, guy. I think I know who it is. I was going to tattoo your face on my ass. It was Boomer? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> what? Uh, he better Higgy. Re- he better uh, keep his word then. I was going to tattoo your face on my ass. Yep. That was his uh, tweet to Higashioka. Well, and he I saw it. It's a doubleheader Wednesday on The Fan. Yeah. We've got Yankees Blue Jays baseball at 105 with Yankees pregame at 1225. 